2: I'm Sue Smith. I'm Caitlin Bradnick. And, we, and love we love scams. Guys, we love scams. We love you. We're back talking more scammings. We are back being bi-coastal scammers. Bi-coastal scammers with our scam witches, our scam spondents, our scam... Th- I'm just going to put scam in the front of everything now because it's just how I live my life. I think it works. I think it's I think our new language. We all need to buy a new scam shirt. And we need to get some um, scampons, which are coupons. <laughs> <laughs> I thought they were tampons. tampons you... <laughs> They're both. Yeah. It's a coupon that then you can shove up there because it's very absorbent. <laughs> I love that.
3: I love that. Did you hear? I, that I heard
2: you. yesterday that it was either Ireland or
3: Scotland is making tampons free. Joyous. I know. What a, what a great idea.
2: Thing. Have you had any
3: right. scams lately? Any good <laughs> scams <stuff>
0: lately?
2: <laughs> well, no, I was. It was so funny. So. On our last recording, we were talking about, I was re-listening because it was so fun. I loved the Lydia episode. I love all of our episodes, but Lydia Hensler's made me laugh so much. And when I was talking to Alan because he just listened to it and he, I was like, oh yeah, I was taught how to scam by my grandmother. Yeah. And he was like, wait, you didn't get into that. And so when my bubby, um, her dad was from Russia- And they left before World War II, before like during World War, in between World War I, World War II, I believe. But they used to make their men and their boys go into the army like really young, like 13, 14, maybe even 12, like very young. And so people would flee the country. And then a lot of, especially if you were Jewish, you were just heavily like persecuted and everything. So he was this blonde hair, blue eyed, like little genius. And he got on in the steerage in a ship to America, got on in the poor section, just like Leonardo DiCaprio, was so beautiful and sweet. I think he looked just like my son. Like my son, will, we'll walk somewhere and we people will like bang on the door of like the window at a diner, and they're like, "Your son's beautiful." And I was like, "Thank you." I they like, "You, you need like to you know him. that." I was like, "I was like, thank you so much." You're scaring him. They're <laughs> but, uh, a- aggressively loving your son. Aggressive, <laughs> so aggressive. Yesterday, these women stopped to tell my husband, like he's such a saint because he's with my son, which is you know, they were old ladies. Uh, Clearly, their husband's in nothing. As they're walking away, they're like, he's so beautiful. Watch out for the coronavirus. Oh, my God. (laughs) As he's walking away. I'm like, people are just out of the woodwork telling us our son is beautiful and hope he doesn't die. So we're like, thank you. Thank you. So, okay, back to my grandmother's dad. Yes. He was in the steerage. He was in like the poor section, like very, very super poor. And he would go up to the first deck and like in all the first class area And these ladies would just guffaw over him and they would take them, him and dress them up in their fancy clothes and they would take him out to their dinners and lunches. And so they basically, he like walked into this world and they just adored him. And he was like well fed and well taken care of from all of these strangers, these women who missed their family members who had like maybe lost their children. Like, I don't know, but it was always like that is the ticket and that's how this family is alive. (laughs) The Brodnick <laughs> men scamming women <laughs> since the beginning of time. Since the beginning of time. And the same with my poppy. Like, his dad also came over. Like, it was just this amazing history of, like, people coming over on ships, <laughs> being incredibly attractive, <laughs> and creating a life for themselves. So I think that is my essence, Sue. Yeah. Well, I like that. And it's like, you
3: have to be attractive to ride a ship.
2: <laughs> uh, yeah, you've got it first. Like got to be gorgeous. <laughs> yeah, first you got to look like Leo. Second, you got to find a ship. Get on it. Yeah. Uh, pay pay very little. And then you have to figure out how to get upstairs on that ship. But third, <laughs> make sure it's not the Diamond Princess because then you'll get
3: coronavirus.
2: <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Watch out what kind of ship. Check it out. Um, and then, you know, maybe ask some old ladies from Queens if they're also visiting wherever you're from.
0: They'll have ship they recommendations on for sure.
2: Also, last night, an old lady from Queens, I was... Uh, finishing my shift at work, I was so exhausted. I, there was nothing gluten free. Now, everybody knows I have to be gluten free or else I shit my pants. I know. So, thank God. <laughs> <laughs> thank God. It's all these gifts I've given. So, I'm trying to find a snack that's gluten free. All I want is toast. So, I get like corn tortilla chips and I'm sitting there and I'm eating it. And it's like 11 at night. I take like one chip and you can tell, like, I haven't eaten in a long time. This lady comes up to me on the bus and she goes, I know you're hungry, but that makes you fat. No, she did and I was not. Like, and I went, yeah, probably. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure I am. I'm sure I'm going to get fat. For-. Like I just and then I just sat down. I was like, that's such a crazy like also old lady like thing. I don't know where she's from. She had a very crazy accent, but I was like, the fact of like, yeah, you might be like literally starving, but you're also going to get fat. Oh like whatever he's like don't feed well- yourself cuz you could also look ugly. I'm like Whoa. she's and, been on a couple ships. I'm sure she only
3: cares about her beauty. That's the Sophie's choice of being a woman. Either you shake your pants or you get fat.
2: Those are your choices
3: yes. if you want to eat, or
2: you starve and you faint at the bus stop. Yes, and and that's yes. all you can do. Honestly, and she told it to me. She told it to me like it was, and it was real. And then she like then she like sat by herself and was kind of smiling to herself, like I just saved that woman's life <laughs> from being a real fatso. I mean, I kept eating my chips, but she like was like, I really gave her. A bucket of truth. Uh she
3: she chip you. How she dare did. she?
2: All of this stuff has happened within two days. <laughs> New In York, Queens. what
3: a place. <laughs>
2: New York doesn't give a fuck what's happening with you or how you got there. It'll tell you your kid could die and don't get that though.
3: Yeah, or it doesn't fat, it doesn't care how you got there. It wants you on the ship, going back home. <laughs> My mom, my yeah. mom is taking a Diamond Princess in May, and she called me last oh. last week, freaking out. She's taking a Diamond Princess to Alaska. She's taken a lot of ships lately. She took one that yeah. uh, she ships ships. She ships herself. Yeah, <laughs> she took one in <laughs> August to through Germany um right. some like that was like a big boat though not a ship and but no she's taking a diamond princess up through alaska she's very excited but she's terrified she's wondering if she should cancel her trip which i thought last week that she was being a maniac but this week i think that Corona's a real
2: thing and maybe she should oh i think corona real but also here's and this might be a weird thought that nobody else thought of but would, i love would you think that like okay
3: great. i love um, already
0: let me,
2: let me let me let me get it all out okay um Okay. Do you think that whatever this Diamond Princess ship is so like worried and embarrassed at the reputation so bad that then they're extra super clean and that they make sure everything like like they're the ones who made the mistake. The recall happened on their watch, so they're trying to make it even better. So what if she's in the cleanest ship there ever is? You know, you would think, but I think a ship is filthy, disgusting.
3: <laughs> <laughs> no matter what you do, it's filthy. You know, because okay. it, should, it's not just a get plane where they're like sharing <laughs> she jump air. Ship. And yeah. it's like it's like you're sharing life with hundreds of
2: people. <laughs> yeah, she needs to jump out that chip. Yeah, jump overboard. Jump overboard out of there. Let her cancel. Keep the money. It's fine. She'll save it in like medical bills. Yeah. Don't do it. I know. Don't do it.
3: Okay. Okay. We have a great guest. <laughs> well, who <laughs> who's is... been sitting here this whole time patiently, lovingly, just wanting to chip in, wanting to <laughs> contribute, but we have we'll not her let her. Back. <laughs>
2: We even made eye contact with this beautiful girl. She's so funny. She's a writer. She's a comedian. Yes, yeah, she, she just... You can see her anywhere.
3: Anywhere. She just wrote a brand new book called Feminist Fairy Tales, I believe. And if that's wrong, she'll tell me it's wrong. But it was Instagrammed by Roxanne Gay and recommended by Roxanne Gay, which is amazing. Such a big deal. Please welcome Ellen Hi. 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 Hi, guys. Hi. Hi. Welcome. Wait, I should also say that people might know you from your Discover Card commercial.
1: Oh, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, yeah. I've been in one of those Discover Card commercials where uh, there are two people and they look the same. And it truly inspired a fight between my mom and my grandma as to whether I was playing just one of the people or two of them. You or were both of them, right? you playing both? No, it's just I'm one of them. Oh. I thought you were both. Of them. <laughs> I thought you were no, both. No, I'm both them not too. both of them. <laughs> I've seen that commercial oh, a hundred times. Yep. 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 And yep, also, yep, yep. I
2: auditioned for that commercial twice, same, different same. same spots. Yeah. And I was like, the, the girl next to me. I'm like, we don't look that much like, but that's okay. They'll just put me in twice. <laughs> I really thought it was
1: like once you got it, you got like double pay. I think. Well, I think most of the casting is just like finding two people Almost who identical. look alike. Yeah. yeah. Wow. And who can like read. Yeah. Yeah. And who can like who are like competent actors. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and I became very good friends with uh, the girl that I did the <gasps> commercial with, Kate. She's very lovely.
2: Oh my gosh. Yeah. 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 Wait, I think I know her. Kate Deering. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes. Yeah. Okay. We look a lot alike.
3: Yeah, clearly. You fooled everybody. (laughs) Ellen, tell us about your book that Roxanne gave us. Oh, yeah, yeah, Okay.
1: You are are half right on the title. It's Cinderella and the Glass Ceiling and Other Feminist Fairy Tales. Great. So the the book started as a sketch show that was at UCB last year called Feminist Fairy Tales. And so then the book title changed. Yeah. So we basically just uh, took the sketch show and then wrote it as a book. So is it short stories that are fairy tales reimagined? Yes, that's exactly what it is. It's a, it's a humor book. There are 12 different fairy tales that we retell and we retell all of them with like a feminist point of view. Hmm. So, for example, the Little Mermaid chapter is all about Ursula giving the Little Mermaid a sex talk because along with legs, you do also get a vagina. Oh, yes. Can so you tell another the, one? Um. Uh, okay, my other favorite one is that my other favorite one is that Sleeping Beauty's Prince learns that it's not okay to kiss people that are sleeping. Yes. Yeah. Great. Right. Good. It's yeah. not Good. a common trope that needs to Good. be addressed. Yes. We also, that was a sketch that was in the, actually both of those were sketches that were in the sketch show. Yeah. And we started doing that show, honestly, like right before the Harvey Weinstein stuff came oh, out. God. And it was truly fascinating to watch the change in how audience respond, audiences responded to oh. that sketch yeah. over the course of like a year and a half. Where at first they were just like, it's silly. But yeah, of course, at first people, at first it was pretty clear that people in the audience hadn't thought of that before. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, oh my gosh, that's so funny. That's so silly. And then as it went on, people just got more and more uncomfortable. <gasps> it was like everyone was understanding like, oh my gosh, this is something that we all grew up with. And like, it's very deeply ingrained in our society. And you you, fe- you hear like the, <gasps> and the gasp and like you, yeah. you
2: feel the audience kind of like reverberate or whatever. Were yeah. they like and they were more different. hesitant to laugh?
1: Yes. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. That was one that, and actually, we did that sketch the day of the Kavanaugh hearings, <gasps> and oh. it—I mean, I have never played to a more silent audience. <laughs> yes, because
2: they're also probably listening. So, and, and they're all internalizing yes. everything.
1: Yeah, it was. How did all... you feel? How did you feel when you were like, "We're going to do this show today, guys"? <laughs> you know, honestly, we didn't. I, we didn't think about it until after that sketch, and we mm. walked backstage, and we're just like. Oh no. Oh, today's that same day. Like we thought we were providing people with like a, a happy way to like come forget their problems put it right in their faces. And we made them think about it more.
3: That's so funny because it's like I we made them s- pay to think about it more. Yeah. I've seen how the culture has changed over the last four years in comedy and how audiences yeah. respond to things, but you have like a way to measure it. In real time. <laughs> yeah.
2: Yeah. <laughs> if you recorded your shows, that would be so interesting. Kind of how the Astros play like they're <laughs> they're like banging on the things and you can hear it. Like you could do like a spec like- version of like the laps. Yeah.
1: Right. Show. Like what's do a graph of yes, like the laughs what I mean, yeah. and what's happening in the news. Yeah. And like, yeah.
2: Yeah. <laughs> oh
3: my
1: God.
2: <laughs> oh. So nice and horrible. It's so awful. It's good to laugh about it. <laughs> yeah, it is.
1: I mean, I remember Laura coming backstage after Laura's the woman that I wrote the book with. Mm-hmm. I remember coming backstage with her after the show and she was like, We have to rewrite that sketch. <laughs> we have to change that sketch. And I was like, I think it's just a bad day. Yeah. It's yeah. It's it was, hard. We did do little rewrites throughout, but it's
3: hard because you have when you make these bold statements. You know that what you're saying is right, but sometimes people just react so viscerally to it. Yeah. So good for you or, for knowing yeah.
1: that you're like, no. <laughs> we we also actually, think. I think, made it harsher and angrier. Did you? Because Great. I think audiences were more receptive to that. Yeah. They were like more willing to laugh, be like,
2: mad. Yeah. 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 Be mad. Well, also, too, it's coming from your perspective as a woman's perspective, being enlightened as well. Like, it's, yeah, you're the best person to have that ex- <laughs> showcase of it. I love that. I love that for them. Totally. They needed it. Huh.
1: Wait, Laura who? Hey. What's her last name? Oh, Laura Lane. Oh, yeah. Laura Lane. Mm-hmm. She and I wrote the sketch show together and then we wrote the book together.
2: That's that so nice. like
3: Yeah. See, Katie. Oh, because we're... <laughs> yeah. Women doing it. That's great.
2: I know. I know. Women helping us. women. Mm-hmm. I know. Yeah. We're all so great. Speaking... <laughs>
3: Wait, speaking of women helping women, Ellen has brought us a great scam of two
1: women oh who started who are... a company. Yeah, they're perhaps helping each other, but they're not really helping the women that are I working mean, for the them. I mean, the amount
2: of work that you're doing is helping us. us. There's 10 pages of notes and there's computer out. And yeah. I am so excited. And they, and I can't wait to ask a ton of questions and throw you off.
3: I know, that's our thing.
1: Yeah, that's our thing. <laughs> I said this earlier, but I'm really glad that we're recording today uh, because I was just continuing to do research, <laughs> and I don't think I would have stopped. We got a smart one right here. <laughs> She's a terrier. She's but not going to stop. Here's the here's the thing, though. I listen to your podcast. You guys say this to all the guests. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we do. No,
3: we, we we're always impressed when people do work. Mm. You know. I think, yeah, yeah.
2: It started with Gigi Lee. She brought in note cards, and we were like, "Holy fuck." <laughs> This is cool. We don't do this. And we only <laughs> like- ask guests who come on who we think are going to do, do a
3: good job. <laughs> so, yeah. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And also, sense.
2: we have not done anything.
3: <laughs> that's, <laughs> that's not true.
2: I yeah, haven't. Yeah, that's not true. No. I we work very hard on this I, podcast. No, we work. No, I mean, I haven't done anything on this topic. No, not oh, this topic. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I don't know anything about this topic. So it's very thrilling. So we're talking about Rodan and Fields.
1: Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Which I only know from Proactive. Right. Um, actually, that is a great segue to get this started. So I want to <laughs> do a quick, like, kind of timeline background of great. which, honest, which starts with start, which starts with proactive. Ooh. So Rodan and Fields was founded by two doctors, uh, Katie Rodan and Kathy Fields. Mm-hmm. And I keep switching their names up. I keep saying Kathy Rodan and Katie Fields. That's all right. But that's, it's, it's the, the same, same They name. do it with each
2: other and with yeah. their husbands. They all mess it all up. Yeah. yeah, yeah.
1: <laughs> no one knows a name. They met okay so they met they went to Stanford Medical School for their like dermatology oh. residency and that's where they became they met and they became very good friends and then after so this was in the 80s and in the late 80s and early 90s they start developing proactive together because yeah. they're like they're working dermatologists and they see that there is like a gap in the market for this proactive was like marketed towards teenagers but yeah. in general like people with acne who need something to like clear up their acne that isn't like medicinal Uh Um, because a lot of like, I don't know if you guys have, I have, I've had acne like all my life. So a lot of the products that you do get from the dermatologist are very like harsh. They are like really harsh. Yeah. Um, The other thing that I read is that at this time in like the 80s, a lot of acne treatment was like spot treatment. Yeah. It wasn't like, the whole About, face. Yeah, it wasn't the whole face. Also,
2: you, you, I feel like you had to go to a specific dermatologist. You couldn't. Right. It That was the only way you could get treatment. It was like a couple of things of face wash and then it was like a certified dermatologist. Yeah. Yes. yeah,
3: And I remember. What are we talking in the, for like over the counter, was it just a clear cell moment?
1: Yeah. Yeah. I think in like Neutrogena and yeah. Yeah. That kind of stuff. Yeah. And it was those pads, the Noxema
2: pads. Yes. So oh, yeah. Cold Noxema cold cream. Then that was it. So, there was no like moisturizer afterwards. Nothing no in toner. between. Yeah. I remember I learned about toner from Proactive and then Clinique came out with a toner. Like yeah. all these different things. We had yeah.
3: Seabreeze. Yeah. I remember Seabreeze, but that was an astringent.
2: Astringent. Also, the Proactive stuff was is this amazing spot treatment that smelled like sulfur, I think, because it was yeah. sulfur. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and yeah. I just put that, I remember putting that all over my face and being like, I'm cured. <laughs> I think it probably ruined my skin. I never, forever, but... oh, wait,
3: I never used it when I was younger. I didn't. I had a little acne in puberty, but I never really used it until I was in my 30s. I was teaching an acting class and one of the children, I was teaching middle school actors and one of the children had beautiful glowing skin. And I was like, how do you get your skin like that? (laughs) Meanwhile, she's 13. She was like, she's (laughs) She's like, um, birth. She she was like, I use proactive. So I started using it and. Oh, did it work for you? It was way too harsh for me and driving. (laughs) It's
1: so intense. It's so intense. Yeah anyway okay sorry Continue. yeah well it is it's it's um yeah it's like aimed for teenagers Yeah, probably yeah. for people with oilier skin than you and <laughs> your 30 year old teacher. <laughs> 20s 30s um but so yeah so they really they find this like but hole in the a market, market because yeah it is skin is beautiful anyway so it's like also if it doesn't work for you your skin also just bounces back really fast that's true Ooh. that's yeah. very true <laughs> amazing clientele. Um, so the other point that i do want to make here though is and I'm, I'm making this point because proactive and like the fact that they are doctors, like really plays into the mythology yes. that they talk, they speak about themselves. I do want to make the point that they came up with this like hole in the market and they like came up with the idea for this product and for the fact that it's a three-step product, but they did not build the product like a chemist no. did. That is how, that is how like acne products are, are made. They are made by chemists who figure out what stuff needs to go in the product. Are they not, okay. so th- are they not chemists? No, no, a chemist is different from a doctor, like the chemist that makes okay. what goes in your clear cell or
2: they sell it like in the commercials. It's yeah, they like, do. It's like they're trusted. We done it. We we designed this. We did it all. So it's like, oh, these like two lady doctors who look like my aunts, you know, would, would have amazing skin. They could help me. Yeah. Right.
1: And and they certainly know they're de- they're dermatologists like they know mm-hmm. what they're talking about. They helped develop it. Mm-hmm. Right. But they weren't like. But they didn't make it themselves. little tinctures. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Mm. Oh.
1: yeah. Okay. Did, no, yeah. did not know. Yeah. Okay, so, okay, so do you guys remember the proactive infomercials? Of course. Yes. Yeah. Katy Perry, so Demi is, Lovato. Yes. All yeah. of them. Also, you it was before,
2: when we were younger, before DVR, so you couldn't fast forward. It was like, if you're right. watching MTV, there's a proactive commercial for three minutes, you're in, <laughs> you're sucked in. You're like, yeah, I want to change my life too and be like head
1: cheerleader eventually because that girl did. <laughs> and like Justin Bieber did those commercials too, yeah. like later. Wow. Yeah. Uh, Kendall Jenner. Yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. So they, so, okay, so what happens is in 1983, they pitch it to Neutrogena and Neutrogena passes on the product. Oh. So then they eventually get paired up with this company called um Goothy Renker. I think I'm saying yeah. that right. Guthy Ranker. Guthy Renker. Okay. Yeah. And they make infomercials. Mm, yes, I know them very well. Yeah. So <laughs> I love them. <laughs> so then Proactive goes on to be like the biggest product that they've ever sold. I think mm-hmm. it's like half of their sales mm-hmm. are Proactive. Wow. I believe yeah. it. I believe it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. So they do, they have Proactive and they basically like, um, give this company the rights to Proactive and they get a cut of everything that is sold, Mm -hmm. but they kind of give them the infomercial. Yeah. Okay. But it's a subscription, right? Yeah. Um, You don't, mm, I don't believe you have to subscribe to it, but you get, you buy it as a box and it's three different they keep your credit card though and it
2: starts as a prescription a subscription so you have to call and cancel you can either make it a subscription and that's how you get the deals in the because i did it great um that's how you get the deals in the beginning if you sign up for like a three month or um a six month or whatever you pay the first month but if you sign up for those things you get a free shipping or a free this or a free facial thing or all these different things then you have to call and cancel to have them stop paying, charging your credit card and sending you more product. Got it. Also because they send like these full bottles to you and they say it's three month, you know, supply, but it might be like six or nine months. You don't know. So yeah,
1: sorry. Wow. No, you just hit on a lot of themes that are going to come up later. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Yeah. Okay. Yeah. That's good to know. Mm -hmm. Um, Okay. So in, so this, so fast forward to the early 2000s, they, uh, the doctors Mm -hmm. decide that they want to, come up with another product for, like, older women um, mm. because they, yeah, because, like, that's another huge market. Yeah. It's just they need to, like, uh, yeah, they just want to start making something for older women. Also, their teenagers grew up. Right, exactly. And they <laughs> want to, need-
3: you know, there are women in their 30s who are using Proactive. and they de- <laughs> definitely don't need it. So it's like, give
1: them something they need. Give them something give- else. <laughs> <laughs> give Sue something she needs. <laughs> um, okay, so they start, so this, in 2002, this is when they launched for Dan and Fields. Um, oh, okay. Yeah. and Their own the, shit. Their own. Yeah, mm-hmm. their own. Yeah, their own. And practice their own, but like. Yeah, but, like really under independently. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, Um, So first they start selling at Fred Siegel. They're in like Whoa. high-end department stores to Fancy. start. Yeah, and it's the same idea. It's like a regimen where there's a face wash and a toner and a moisturizer and yes. it's all like sold together. Um, so then in 2003, they sell to Estee Lauder. Oh. Um, yeah. Oh. And then that's like they're like very happy about that very and reputable right and then in 2007 they buy it back wait and does estee yeah. do they sell completely
3: to estee lauder cuz i know estee lauder has a stake a percent stake in many many different brands do you know if cuz like like the ordinary or whatever they have like right. a 20% stake right. or some or they'll have a 5% stake in Kiel's or something
1: like that so i wonder if they sold the whole thing or a smaller stake yeah I, I I don't honestly know the answer to that question, um, but regardless, it's whatever they question. bought, <laughs> yeah, what, and whatever they very bought, detailed, sorry. very in depth. I think I think they <laughs> sold, have you read their contracts. <laughs> if you're on the show, you <laughs> I'm sorry. <Contracts. laughs> well, whatever <laughs> so they funny, <laughs> whatever they bought, they had the control of the marketing. Okay, um, so it was like if Loyal. it was a stake, it was like or a stake. Okay. Yeah, so if they had a stake, it was like a control majority. Stake, essentially. Yeah. yeah, majority. Yeah, um, probably brand ownership. Yeah like, yeah. like,
2: like, like brand, um, branding, uh, branding. Yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, so Sorry, we'll let you continue. It's <laughs> so okay. We're so, powerful. well, they
1: just, so, the, I, <laughs> so they, buy, so they buy it back in 2007, whether it's the whole thing or the, whatever the <laughs> state that SA orders, they bought it back. <laughs> they regained power okay. in 2007. They said,
2: move on Estée. Yeah.
1: And they, they have, I've like read a bunch of interviews with them and they give a bunch of different reasons for this. Mm. Um, uh, one of them being they didn't think Estee Lauder was marketing it enough. They didn't think the sales were high enough. Mm-hmm. Um, the other being that they thought retail was dying, which is like, you know, kind of true. Yeah. In like the early 2000s, people yeah. weren't really going into stores anymore. Yeah. Um, but when they buy it back, they relaunch as a MLM, <gasps> which is wow. what we uh, I'm sure what your listeners are hear? probably familiar with. Dun, dun, well, dun, this dun. is so
2: crazy. So they weren't an MLM. They were doing no. great. Yeah. They were doing fine. They yes. were had celebrities, they were skincare uh, skincare that worked for children, like, they were doing okay, and then they decide, never mind. I guess yeah. this is what, doing- it's confusing, because I thought,
3: I didn't realize, I guess, I didn't realize that the MLM thing was, like, a newer development in their life. I think I, yeah. since they had been on an infomercial, I was like, oh, it's an infomercial and a subscription that's always been an MLM or something.
1: Well, no, infomercials feel scammy. Yeah, yeah exactly. Because they're know, like they're low look- budget, they just kind of look scammy. Yeah. yeah,
2: and they promise so many things, and everybody right. wants a better life at three a.m. Right. <laughs> You're like, yeah, I want to live that way too.
1: Mm-hmm. Everybody does. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, that's
2: so interesting. Because when you said it was an MLM, I was like, no, <laughs> they're just an obsessive commercial that makes me feel
1: bad about myself, and then good about myself since <laughs> I buy the product. Right, right, right. It. Well, the other thing, I but the other thing is that like these products are are not bad. They're, they're good. Not bad. They work well for a lot of
0: people. Some okay. people,
1: yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um. These women are doctors and they know they do know what they're talking about. A little bit. Yeah. So
3: also okay wait. This is 2007 this, they became an MLM.
1: This, yes, this is 2007. Okay. Um okay and then also do you guys know the dif- maybe you do. Do you know the difference between direct sales, MLMs and pyramid schemes? Not
3: really. I think
1: MLM or, and pyramid schemes are the same, no? There, there's a distinction okay there is okay. a distinction so direct sales i i i have until like three days ago i've been using these terms interchangeably um but so direct and now sales she knows. and now i know direct okay. sales is honestly kind of like what proactive was where you have a product you sell it and then you get a cut of that uh, you get a cut of the profit if so like a rep yeah yeah or, or uh, like if you're a door-to-door salesman selling uh-huh. like knives or encyclopedias in like the 1950s like an avon or sales. mary Kay. no those are both M- okay yeah. but a uh, knives you know, just with it's, you, you, you don't it's have just the product.
2: Yeah. Just you don't have a manager over you taking the money of right. your cut, but just you have something you're selling. Very old timing. Yeah.
1: It's very old timing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, okay. So in MLM, you make profit on w- the products that you sell and then also the people on your downline that are selling products. So they're so cut. it's both. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and so then a pyramid scheme and the FTC has no legal definition of a pyramid scheme, but what a pyramid scheme is categorized as an MLM that makes more money from recruiting people. And those people buying products than it does on selling the product itself.
3: Oh, like LuLaRoe. Like LuLaRoe. So, yeah. And not, technically, not all MLMs are pyramid schemes until they cross this threshold where people aren't actually making money on the product.
2: Correct. Yeah, the product is not any more useful. It's bringing
1: people in that's useful. Yeah. Ooh, and there's maybe. not there's not like a hard line there. It's a very oh. nebulous line, and it's also probably different for different people that it's are also selling. It's Probably different hidden
2: things. because it's pretty embarrassing. Like if you are yeah. the new seller and nothing, it's not going well, and you've spent seven thousand dollars on a product that you can't sell. People probably aren't really admitting it that much. But right? it's
3: I think this is an important distinction because I think people are yeah. getting to be hostile towards people in MLMs, but not yeah. all. MLMs are necessarily pyramid schemes, I guess.
1: Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. There was a... Well, maybe I'll talk about this later, but...
0: it's so, so it's like,
1: <laughs> there you have it, folks. <laughs> Put that on a shirt um, brilliant. <laughs> <laughs> uh-huh. Oh, gosh. What's okay. Um, okay. So Rodan Fields relaunches as an MLM. Um, so the products that they make... Like, I want to talk about what they sell. It's the same thing. Everything is packaged as a regimen, and they have four different regimens. You can't ever just do one product. Um, you can. You If you go on the website and you want to buy like just this cleanser, you can. But they're but,
2: like, you're missing out.
1: They, yes. they make you feel like you're an idiot. Yes. They mm-hmm. package everything mm-hmm. in the in the regimen. Okay. So there are four currently. There's Redefine, which is an anti-wrinkle and that has three steps and that sells for $208. There's Reverse, which is It's like diminishes like dark marks and age spots. Mm -hmm. And that's four steps. And that sells for $195. Mm -hmm. Recharge is like anti-aging for younger women. It's aimed at like women in their 20s and 30s. So Mm -hmm. kind of like preventative anti-aging. That's three steps. That's $134. And then Unblemish is for adult acne. And that's four steps. And it's $186. I think I went on this website
2: and looked at these and I wanted all of
1: them. Yeah. (laughs) I mean... the, truthfully there are good reviews some people really like the products and some people really don't it's but just it's a really good also at targeting i'm like yeah i
2: don't want wrinkles I, I'll, I'll do preventative shit yeah i'm an adult with some acne yeah i'll do that yeah i don't want to be
1: ugly i mean like it's literally all of it as i was like i'll take that and i'll take that it's like and <laughs> well and it's also it's also handy that they like tell you what to do like this is step one this is step two yeah, this I is step it. three
0: mm-hmm. yeah.
3: and the prices sound high but if you're talking about four products for in each of those it's not
1: bad yeah, um, they do tell you that the regimen is supposed to last two months. Mm-hmm. So, if you're doing it every two months, that's a lot, yeah, of money. Mm-hmm. But you know, skincare is expensive. Yeah. So, anyway, anyway, um, but it's the same thing where like uh, the same thing you were talking about with proactive earlier that the regimen are supposed to regimens are supposed to last for two months, but like my skincare lasts longer than that.
2: Oh, mine was like six months, and then you'd get like extra bottles, and then I'd be like, I don't need. Or I never used that much toner. I used much more of the face wash and then I'd have like extra toner. Yeah. Yeah. They just, and they were just like hoping that you would sort of forget or not cancel in time. And then that was a thing where you were supposed to cancel like by the second or fifth of the month. And if you didn't call by the 15th, it was all these different things just to get one more weekend or one more month in you. Yeah. yeah.
1: Okay. Okay. So let me go into how the consultants make money. Yeah. Yeah. And actually one of my best friends, my best friend, Annie got, I was talking to her the other day and found out that a couple years ago she had been recruited to be a consultant. So she gave me the DL on what happened to her. Um, yeah. It, it was, uh, it, she is not a consultant, but <laughs> okay. So I think also, so this is something that you run into with Rodan and Fields a lot where they, there's a line between like what you have to do to be a consultant and then what you are encouraged to do. Ooh, that's tough. And it's tough on women. Yes. We all want to be really good students. Yes, exactly. Okay. So if you want to be a consultant, You just have to buy this little book that's a business portfolio. It's $45 and uh, that's all. And then you can like, then you can be a consultant with Rodan and Fields. And also the way that Rodan and Fields works is that you buy things on the website and like enter your consultant's code. You don't, the consultants don't actually have to stock product. Oh. So, yeah. So that's not Not a ton of leggings in your back. Right. Exactly. No moldy leggings. Yes. Yes. Okay, cool. Yeah. So this is how, uh, this is how the consultants make money. The first way to make money is you just get a retail profit on the money that on the products that you sell. Okay. So you which, sell a lot and you get money back. Yes. Yeah. So it, it comes out too. I was like looking at the exact numbers. It's about $30, $50 for each regimen that you sell. Okay. Yeah. Depending on like, yeah. they also have this kind of confusing thing between a retail customer and a preferred customer and uh-huh. a preferred customer is somebody that has signed up to get the shipments every month or yes. every two months, I think. Uh-huh. Yeah. Um, Versus so just like a one-time sale. Yeah, exactly. Okay. So that the commission is different on those two things. So if you are an active if you are an active consultant the minimum that you have to sell per month is 100 what's called sales volumes SV that's basically dollars but they do it in SV because like they're international so it's a little bit of a different like mm-hmm. money it's the money's different everywhere mm-hmm. so you have to sell 100 like a month so so it's like of your dollar of your of your currency yeah yeah okay yeah. Yeah, Yeah, exactly. So then executive consultants. So if you're an executive consultant, then you have other consultants under you. Okay. And you have to sell 600 of those each month, like 600 Mm -hmm. points. And this is when you have a team. And basically you have to be selling that much. And then the women below you have to be like hitting their sales marks as well. Now is
2: this, when you say the 600, is that 600 of when you say like you make 50 or $30 for every package? Is that the profit you have to make the 600? Or is it that you have to make Sell six hundred dollars worth of product. It's the latter. It's that you have to
1: sell like six hundred dollars worth of product. Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. It's not the product. that's a lot of mm-hmm. pressure. It is a lot of pressure, mm-hmm. and especially if you think about having to do it every month.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: That's a lot. Mm-hmm. Because like people don't buy skincare every single month. No, and I feel like you'd get a bunch for Christmas. Right. People would do
2: stuff for prom. Like, yeah. You get these like windfalls, and then that's it.
1: Yeah. So basically, those are the executive consultants, and then ex- there's like different levels of executive consultants. There's level one. There's level two. There's level five. You just make more money as you have more and more active sellers beneath you. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
2: So then, do you yourself have to sell six hundred dollars worth, and then also the people under you? You independently have to sell six hundred. You have and to be somebody se- else. Have- has to also be selling their hundred dollars. You have to be selling a hundred, and then oh, uh, at least a hundred on yeah, your own. At least a hundred on your own, and you can bring in. You can count their sales, sales as part of your six hundred, six hundred dollar.
1: Yeah. yeah, and. Honestly, this is all on the Rodan and Fields website. So if you, I wow. think, I'm sure I'm getting some things wrong here, but if you want oh, to, you can go great. to their compensation plan. It's on their website wow. if you want to know wow. the exact numbers and details. Also, a lot of women, okay, so that's, basically, that's essentially how it works. There are like other higher executive levels where you're making a lot more money. Also, a lot of people sign up to be consultants because you, get the, you, buy, you can buy the product as a discount. Right. So at a discount. So I think a number of women are signing up to be a consultant And then they're not really selling. They're kind of just buying it for themselves. Right. Because then you make that $100 thing because you're already buying it. Right. But, I mean, you do have to be buying it every month. Right. So, yeah. I think it seems like a good idea at first. Right. Exactly. And then you're like, oh, shit. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So this, actually, this is a a bridge into how do you sign up to Mm -hmm. start selling Rodan and Fields. So the only thing that you need to buy is that $45, like, business book. Right. Mm -hmm. Um, But then if you go on their—this is also on their website. This is, like, the— the uh, business kit comparison. These are the business kits that they encourage you to buy if you want to start selling. Your personal results kit is $395. And that's one regimen and then a couple other different products. The core kit is $695. Mm. That's all regimens plus lash boost, which we'll talk about later. Oh, I want that. Me, too, um, me too. And then <laughs> I did really want the <laughs> ultimate kit is $1,000. Um, oh my God. Yeah, it's a lot. You're basically buying, you're essentially buying everything that they make. And I'm not, it's a little unclear to me as to like, are you supposed to buy this kit and then sell it to other women? Like, I, I think that's part of it, but I think it's also to have the kit on hand so you can, like, put it on Instagram and, like, show yourself using the products. And it's say more like you've used it and be like, oh, yeah, I like that serum. I've used yeah, that. Like, right. So, but that's so crazy because a lot of
2: companies give that to you for free. Right. <laughs> like, if yeah. you're using their product, they're like, yeah, we also will supply it for you. Like, if that's a lot of your job. Yeah. you Go to a restaurant, they give you a staff meal. So they can just, be like, I do like that macaroni. I had it. I, I just got a box of books.
1: Yeah. <laughs> from my own books. Oh, own books. Yeah. I yeah, love they, that. I love that box of books. Publishing is a tough industry, but they gave me free books. Yeah. So <laughs> you didn't have to spend thousands of dollars. Yeah, actually they paid me to give me books. Yeah. It's great. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So that's like the that's like the overview of how selling Rodan and Fields works. Rodan and Fields is very much a like a new age, a new era MLM where it's not a Mary Kay party anymore. It's all of this is happening on Instagram. Mm-hmm.
2: Like oh, it's Instagram, it's very Facebook, individual. yeah. Because I got a crazy Facebook message. I was asking about something, and this mom was like, "Oh, just so you know, I have this. This is the best <laughs> lash serum. If you want, I can bring it over to your house." And and it was like one of the moms in my mommy support Facebook group uh-huh. just was like, "So here's the thing. So it's this much oh money. Oh my and you give god! It to me every single month." And I was like, "She's like, you know, but I've been using it for three months, but then took a month off, and my lashes still lasted. But then they started to fall out. So you did need to get and I." And then I just had to stop her and go like, "I'm
1: poor. Ah! Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I can't do this." <laughs> Wait, okay, though. But let's let's talk about Lash Boost, which yes. is like their. It's is a, it one of their
2: number ones? It's one of their number ones. Yeah,
1: yeah. Okay, so this is fascinating. Lash Boost is something that you like. It kind of looks like an eyeliner mm-hmm. kind of. You put it on the lash mm-hmm, line, mm-hmm. um, and it is supposed to make your eyelashes mm-hmm. grow. The active ingredient. I'm sure I'm not going to get say this right. The active ingredient is it in it is isopropyl clobest. cloprostinate great yeah Mm -hmm. i'll take it okay and that was an active ingredient in glaucoma medication and it was discovered to make your eyelashes grow longer as a side effect of the glaucoma medication Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. it's like how botox was originally supposed to be for migraines right Mm-hmm. Yeah. Wow. So the nitty gritty here is that the FDA does not regulate cosmetic products, but they do re- regulate medical products. Yeah. Lash Boost uses this ingredient, but they don't have to, like, it doesn't have to. Like, they don't have to give the percentage, they, right? They no, to... it's, it's that they don't have to, like, they're not subject to regulation mm. because they're marketing it as a cosmetic. So you'll notice that like all of the language on the Lash Boost marketing is it gives the appearance of longer lashes. They're never going to say it makes your lashes mm-hmm. grow. OK. They say it makes your lashes look like they're longer. Okay. I just want to say the fact that the FDA
3: does not regulate cosmetics is bananas.
1: They don't care about lashes. Yes. They don't care about no. Well, and this is why Rod- Rodana Fields can't sell Lash Boost in Canada because they do regulate.
2: <gasps>
3: like Canada, most other problems.
2: countries do.
3: Europe does. <laughs> yeah, like, like, like it's crazy.
1: Care.
2: Well, is this the same stuff that they use in last piece? Yes, it's the exact same ingredient. Because yeah. last it last... was everybody, it was like regulated mm-hmm. because, and it was a medical product mm-hmm. Um,
1: because it also darkened the Eye. eyes. Yeah. Like, yes. It can add like darkening to your eyes. Yeah, so that's one of the side effects is it can like, Darken your eyes. You can get droopy eyelids. You can also get like redness and crustiness. Um, right, because so, it's a medicine for glaucoma. <laughs> right, exactly. <laughs> um, and if you're not going to your doctor to get a medicine, there might be side effects that you don't know about. Yeah. So or they could watch out. They could be like, "Oh, your eye looks a little droopy." And you would never know because you're like staring at your lashes. You right. don't Even know that your lids falling off. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So they. Um, so there's a huge lawsuit uh, based on the fact that they are like illegally marketing it as right. like it'll make your eyelashes grow. And so there was an update in like the update on this is in 2019. Uh, what's confusing about this is that every state in the U.S. has different um, mm. consumer protection laws. Right. Because if it's not if it's not cosmetic FDA approved, then you, it's on to the state. Right. The exactly. Responsibility, yeah. Right. So so the lawsuit is only going forward in California, New York, Florida, Washington, Illinois and Massachusetts. But there is a class accident class action lawsuit against Rodana Fields about like the side effects of lash boost. If you're in any of, in any of those states and you need to I sue, but <laughs> if you, you to can sue. join the but lawsuit. There's
3: so many of these like why is this one worse there's so many of these lash products
2: um some of them are lash conditioners oh that's true i've looked at that and it's like they add a lash conditioner and it's like if you add conditioners to your lashes or like us like um just something that's like a smoother serum it just helps them not fall out as much that was what it was was that like because i looked at something that wasn't going to taint you know or change my eyeball um it was like oh it's we just make it softer so that maybe it's easier to put on and off makeup. It it makes them healthier. Like you'd add conditioner to your hair. You're adding it to your lashes. Okay. But my lashes don't ever get tangled. So I don't no, my lashes never get tangled. T- I
3: wish they no. did.
2: <laughs> I know. I wish they were long enough, but
3: I personally don't have tangled <laughs> lashes. <laughs> yeah. So how come people
1: are mad at Rodan and Fields for this? Do you know? Well, um, the big question is this, um, is the ingredient, the isopropyl cloproprestinase. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, and I think a lot of those other Lash products do have that ingredient in it or maybe they don't I mean that's the that's the big question mm-hmm. people are mad at Rodan and Fields because they didn't disclose any of the side effects got it yeah.
2: yeah because what's so interesting is that Latisse on all their commercials yeah. discloses all the side effects but I never heard that with Rodan and Fields right. and when that lady Facebooked me she didn't mention any of that and I was right. thinking oh it must be a different ingredient mm-hmm. like I thought it must not be the same as Latisse because no one has said it'll do that yeah, yeah. which is 100% yeah. wrong yeah, yeah. Yeah.
1: So, okay. So that's what's up. That's what's up with Lash Boost. Let's get some. Yeah. (laughs) I'd still try it. Also, a lot of of people on Reddit say it works, so. (laughs) I think it does I'm sure it works.
2: I'm sure it works. If those glaucoma patients were like, we look snatched. Like, I'm sure. That's
3: why nursing homes have so many STDs. (laughs)
2: <laughs> they got those
1: long, luxurious
3: <laughs> lashes. Those lashes,
2: they can't quit. They're
3: just batting them back and forth. <laughs> their bodies are falling apart, but their lashes are doing hey, great. Hey, if those lashes are getting tangled, <laughs> then you're in some good shape.
1: Uh, I want to go on to the other big controversy that Rodan and Fields is currently facing, which is their collaboration with Anastasia Beverly Hills. Oh, you yes, guys? I do know. And I used you... to
2: get my eyebrows back from Anastasia? Okay. Yes. yes is she... it... Well, not her personally. It was like one of her peons, but... She did J-Lo and um, I have a love for J-Lo and I watched like everything on MTV, like how much that guy's Robin, whatever, he's like, how much does this called? Seven- Robin Leach? Leach, <laughs> yes. yes. Robin Leach would be like, and she has creme de la mer and she can, with her money, she can put like 7,000 bottles all into her Corvette and drive up into the Lifestyles of the rich and the famous. Parents. Yes, that's what it was. And so apparently she used this eyebrow person and I was like, I want well, these eyebrows. I look nothing like you, but I want your eyebrows.
3: We're so sidetracked, but I listened to a podcast called Fat Mascara, and it's the best. It's my favorite beauty Ooh. podcast, and they had Anastasia on there. Oh, cool! She yeah. was really cool.
2: She changed the shape of the eyebrow. I'll she say did. It. Okay, well, she I don't it. know much about her, so like, okay. what? So yeah. pre-Anastasia, it was the Angelina Jolie's '90s, like it was very like thin, high arch, thin, and so Anastasia said, "Let's put the arch towards the." farther back. So a lot of people had the arch like in the point. So she did this measurement where she did mathematically, like it would be better if the center of your eyebrow towards the edge, towards the, like that little like, um, corner bit in the middle. She, but on most people moved it back farther. So the arch was wider. So then your eyes looked larger. She measures. Yeah. She like measures your face Mm -hmm. and she, and there's even a stencil. She'll put a stencil on your face. They Ooh. will fill it in with like a dark eyebrow, and then um, tweeze or wax everything that's not in that little stencil oh, area. Oh, cool! And then draw in. Cool. Okay.
1: Yeah. Cool. Okay, okay. So, uh, the, so the collaboration with ABH and Rodan Fields was it was called an Ideal Brows Kit, and it was launched in for Valentine's Day this year. It was like it called a Galentine's Day special. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was a bunch of ABH products: uh, the brow powder duo, the dip brow pomade, the brow wiz, and an angled brush, mm-hmm. and also brow gel and stencils. So it yeah. sounds like it was like a ton of it stuff. It sounds like it was her whole thing. Yeah. Um with I, I think with and I don't know exactly what Rodan and Fields products were included in here because uh this is all off of their website now. But there was basically a huge backlash mm. on social media. People were really mad at Anastasia for partnering yeah. with an MLM. Yeah. Um and so the uh it was only up for like 3 days and wow. she canceled uh, or her daughter is the one that's in charge of the company now. I think mm-hmm. uh, oh, okay. Nor Norvina. Doire, yeah. I don't know. So the her daughter like canceled the collaboration like three days after. Wow. They'd have but lunch.
2: it's like because you honestly, knew that in advance. Yeah.
3: Like,
1: mm-hmm.
2: Yeah. So they were like testing the waters. Like yeah. will everybody catch on? Yes, we will. We have Reddit. We catch on to everything yeah. now. Thanks.
1: I mean, again, Rodan and Fields like sells a lot of products. They yeah. are by their own count, they are the number one skincare brand in America. By, and by their, own, their own but, I mean, and yeah. Um, yeah, by my own account, I'm the number one Caitlin Brown I mean, in America. By our own <laughs> by account, own we're count.
3: the number one podcast in America.
2: We're the number one <laughs> podcast. <laughs> we're crushing it. You're all number one listeners. By, by
1: our yeah, by our they do sell a lot, but also their products are very expensive. So yes. <laughs> yeah, well, and Anas- Anastasia or whatever um
2: was upstairs in one of the Sephora's in Manhattan, uh-huh. and so she operated out of Sephora, mm. and oh. so I would you'd go to Sephora and then you'd go like upstairs or, or in Times Square you go to like the side, and then she would have her brow experts there waxing away, <laughs> ripping out your hair. Um, but it was collaborating with Sephora, so she's that company has collaborated a mm-hmm. lot before, and it's been oh, successful okay. for them. But um, this is that's. A yeah are people just has um rodan and field
3: done something in particular to piss people off or Are people just mad because it's an mlm
1: i think people are mad because it's an mlm and because and the people they're, selling it suck yeah they're now like at the point a, um sorry, i so, just cut <laughs> you off <laughs> no you're didn't answer that question please um, forget what i said well they're now at the point where okay so we can get into the numbers on like what the people actually make that sell rodan and fields and it is because it is not very really? much mm. um yeah. Okay. So of the, okay, this is from, th- these numbers are all from their 2018 income disclosure statement, which I believe is an MLM, oh. you have to release. In 2008, after launch, after, when the company launched, they had 1,350 consultants. And the number of consultants in 2018 was 222,664. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So that is like, it, that's obviously like a huge growth. Mm-hmm. Um, and so those women that were consultants right at the beginning, they're probably making a ton of money. Wow. And okay. So of those 222,000 like consultants, only half reported any <gasps> income last year. Yeah. Yeah. Uh-huh. And I'm talking any income, like a paycheck at all. Oh. Wow. Um and yeah, so and of that half. So now we're down so now we're talking about half of the women that are mm-hmm. s- that are consultants for Rodan and Fields. 61% of them made under $1,000 no! a year. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Oh, um so and so 28% so around 30% made between $1,000 and $5,000. For the year. Okay. And then 5% made 5,000 to 10,000. And then uh, 1% made the 1%. <laughs> yeah, 1% made the 1%. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, jeez. Jesus. That's yeah. bad. Yeah, it's, well, it's really bad. I think
2: the thing, too, is that you can have a fine company. And then the second that you include other people and you like thin yourself out, you think it's such a great idea. And then you create this MLM, this pyramid scheme, mm-hmm. you then have the salesperson becoming a desperate salesperson. Right. Right? It's not, it's no longer like, you're a part of this company. We all support you. We have your back. Like, this is all you're on your own by yourself. And then you just deal with that one salesperson's anxiety to get people to buy. And that's when
1: they send you crazy Facebook messages. And you're like, I'm not buying this shit. And it, they don't do well. Right. And OK, so after the ABH collaboration uh, was canceled, social Instagram, Rodana Field's Instagram was insane. Mm-hmm. Um, I do think that a lot of people get angry at like women that sell these products online. And so that is not yeah. good. That like right. don't be mean to someone that's just trying to sell something and like trying to make a little bit of money, but, but
2: those people get soups annoying. They do get. So I think annoying. people get really people mad because they're like very constantly aggressive. Bombarded.
1: Yeah, yeah, and so but, so what happened on Instagram and I'm sure on Facebook, but I'm not on Facebook. Um, mm-hmm. is that they and all of these Rodan and Fields consultants launched this kind of like huge campaign, like sticking up for their business, and I don't know if this was like passed down. I don't know if this came from like corporate. Oh, it did. Okay. (laughs) Because if they're all doing it at the same time, you know it did. I didn't know if it had to. I probably I think it probably did. The other I mean, it's I guess it's entirely possible that somebody started it and then it just like took off like wildfire or something. But um, started it from corporate. (laughs) Okay. I do want to read one of these because this is like these are like pretty. These are pretty. I love it. Okay, this is a woman at Always Lauren Chamberlain. I'm stu- I'm tired of sticking up for myself when someone attempts to educate me on business models that resemble a pyramid because they read something once. I guess this is what I'm doing.
0: Uh,
1: um, <laughs> <laughs> um, the, the other quote that really I thought was tough was a woman named, I don't know how you say this, her handle. Um, mm-hmm, that's okay. Uh, pyramid I schemes are illegal now. Uh, pyramid schemes are illegal now. Does that mean they don't exist? No. But do you think two Stanford-trained dermatologists who already built a successful billion-dollar brand would lead that brand to do something illegal and risk their reputation as two of the world's most renowned dermatologists? No. Wow,
2: so that I'll... sounds like that's from corporate. Yeah. That does sound like they're like, look, guys, we've done this for years. Like,
1: why would we do this now? And right. It's like,
2: well, you're older and you need to come up with another idea.
1: Yeah. If your business is asking you to go online and defend the business, yeah. it is it's not a business. business. It's not going well. It's a very bad business. It's not going well. But yeah. But support's scam well, guys.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Well, that's
1: the support skin well, share us. You know you know what honestly the huge difference is is that you two just talked about how you're not making <laughs> yeah, any money right? <laughs> and Drs. Rodan and Fields are they I'm not great. joking, they're literally billionaires. Really? Yeah. They're number I th- yeah, they are twelve and fourteen on the Forbes list of wh- female self-made billionaires. Whoa. Yeah, okay, and so this is actually it. a great transition into I this is where I got a little in the weeds guys. Great, um, We'll take it. Um the the relationship between MLM companies and like private equity in the United States is very weird I don't because know because private equity is like, um, like an investment company mm-hmm. that basically, like when you were asking earlier about like, did us, did a stay lauder? Do they have a stake yeah. in, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. um, yeah, it's like, it's an investment firm is like a company that does that to like a bunch of different companies. Okay. Okay. So this is going back to proactive, but in 2016, Goofy Ranker, they sell the rights to proactive. So doctors Rodan and fields make $50 million off that deal. Mm-hmm. Um, Because they sell, they sell, they sell Nestle Proactive. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So they're like, you know, multimillionaires at this point. And so in 2018, TPG Capital, which is an investment firm, they buy a minority stake in Rodan and Fields. They buy a 25% stake in the company. And off that sale, the doctors each make $1.4 billion. Yeah. Yeah. It's, they make so much money. So uh, something that you see in their marketing a lot is that the doctors don't collect a salary. Well, they don't need to. Of course they don't collect a salary. That would be be outrageous if they were collecting a salary. That'd be robbery. They're
2: billionaires. Yeah, they're billionaires. They've collected so much more than just a salary. Yeah, they got more than a salary.
1: (laughs) They got plenty of other things. Um, Collected boats and houses (laughs) and countries if they wanted. Um, They're collectors. Yeah. So this is like also what is really interesting that Rodan and Fields has um, the Rodan and Fields S&P rating, which is like the rating of if your company is good or not, like, it's it's a rating on if you're likely to pay back okay. a loan, basically, mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. if you are a sound company and their rating is a B plus, which means they're a, quote, highly speculative speculative company. This is like pretty far down on like the list of You rankings. don't want to be a B plus. You want to be, no. yeah, be an A plus. Yeah, you do want to be an A plus. And there, there are a couple of different ratings, like there's S&P and there's Moody's, um, but they're all in like the junk bonds market. Mm-hmm. Like they're, it's not. Not great. Right. It's not great. But what private equity really likes about MLM companies is that. They make a lot of money when they sell products because they don't have any overhead. They don't have, they're not paying people's salaries. Yeah. They're not paying for people's health insurances. They have a team of independent con- contractors that are selling their products at really high markups. Right, There's not a warehouse everybody's working yeah. at and right. paying like utilities. Right. Yeah. So there are a bunch of like um, Berkshire Hathaway. Um, they have a stake. They have a big stake in the Pampered Chef, which is another mm-hmm. MLM. Mm-hmm. Um uh, the other really famous one is that Carl Icahn, who's like a billionaire, uh, he has a big stake in Herbalife, which mm. is Herbalife, famously Cute. terrible. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, and the other so the other huge thing here is that like uh, what most of these private equity companies see as the bad thing about MLMs is that the FTC may come along and shut them down. But the FTC doesn't really shut down MLMs that often. Well, yeah, they're like,
2: doing other things.
1: Yeah. And when even when like in. I forget exactly when this was, but when uh, they made a ruling against Herbalife and they fined them $20 million. But like Herbalife didn't have to shut down. They just had to restructure their right. business. And like, then the stock price went up. Mm-hmm. So like, yeah. So these, co- these investors stand to make a ton of money on wow. these companies, even if they are like unsavory. It's, I mean, it's truly exactly the same thing as like the infomercial, even yeah. if they're not, right. Even if they don't do the job, they still are making a ton of money. Right.
3: Can right. I just say that I hate... That there are like the people at the top of the company are billionaires, and yet the people at the yeah. bottom are making less than a thousand dollars a year. I hate that. But they that. keep
2: selling that idea that the people at the bottom will be billionaires, yeah. and they're using the billionaires as a reference. But also, the billionaires are coming in as people that are sharing in like stocks and bonds that have already, like, they're already millionaires coming in. Like, they have, I don't know, the, I using the words, they already are coming in from. They're not coming in as salespeople, the people that are making all the money. They're coming in as investment people. But investment I hate
3: banker. that income disparity. And I hate that like that people can be so fucking rich and so fucking poor. Like it sucks. It's yeah. I'm a socialist. Yeah. It's,
1: it's horrible. <laughs> I wrote at the top. I wrote at the, the top of my research. The scam is the American economy. Yes. Yeah. It's the American dream. It's, it's the government. Yeah. 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 And that's what they're selling. They're selling yeah. the American dream. Also, I don't think it's... um. Uh, this was just kind of an accident but like this company took off like right when the recession hit like i'm sure a lot of these women had lost jobs or their husbands Mm -hmm. had lost jobs and they were trying to make money Mm -hmm. to support themselves thing is that you're trying to figure out how do i make money
2: and spend time with my family (laughs) yeah and that's it like how do i literally make health insurance but the people i love to keep them with me and not lose contact with them and any job any like MLM any scheme any infomercial that is like will make your life better, but you won't have to basically be separated from your family I mean think of the infomercials you can work out at home Moms can work out at home while their kids naps or you can do the skin regime at home We can call you from home or you can sell this at home like everything is that so you don't have to That's why amazon does really well. You never have to leave Mm. your house And that's what americans want. We want to be like in our homes Loved but also famous on instagram,
1: but also like not have to leave right. Yeah, yeah Ah. um in 2018, the doctors made $600 million more million when what? they did a leveraged loan buyout, meaning some they sold off some of the like the company's debt and they turned a profit on it. I, I truthfully that don't. Make sense. No, it doesn't make sense.
2: I'd love to sell off my debt and make a profit of it. If anybody wants to buy my debt, <laughs> and, I would please, love to make a profit. If anyone of wants it. to pro- oh. va- profit off my debt... Uh- I'll, I'll put it in a really cute little package for you. I'll literally get like hearts and stars and we'll put it in a little like crisp envelope. Um, I'll bake you some cookies. Tied up Whatever. with a bow. Oh, tied up with a bow. Of a couple course. bows.
1: Yeah. I, I, in the reading that I've done, it seems that a lot of, so this is like the leveraged loan market. A leveraged loan is a loan that is like, Kind of considered a bad loan, like uh, it's unlikely that they will that whoever you give the loan to is going to be able to pay it back. Okay. and so the leverage loan market is where all of those loans get like traded back and forth. Like a predatory loan. Yeah, and yeah. Um, the leverage loan market is really big right now. The number that I saw is like a tr- it's over a trillion dollars. I Why, think though? this I don't is.
2: Understand that you know
1: I don't understand it either, but Guys, I think if that you're this into is leverage loans. <laughs> don't do it. <laughs> Let us know. What sounds happening? Like, it sounds like this is kind of the next house of cards after like the housing Oof. crisis. Okay, cool. Yeah. That makes sense. Yeah, so anyway, that's why Dr. Jordan and Fields are uh, very rich. So. <laughs> Damn. <laughs> yep.
2: Well, wow, that was something. Ma- anything
1: more? You no, know, they're no, expanding to Australia and Japan, which is what you have to do when you're an MLM because I think they're the market in the US is all saturated. So they're expanding internationally oh now. Oh my wow. god. Yeah.
2: Nothing's going to stop them. No. But also so it's so interesting. So what they are doing I think with making their MLM really successful, all of these have to have like almost a American dream sob story. Like yeah. the LuLaRoe were these women who were going to make it for themselves and they are in this religious group. And here are like two Rodin feels like these two doctors who were so successful. Now they're going to bring it to your home. Like everything is about this, this person struggling at one point and then never struggling again. Right. <laughs> and you can struggle,
1: but look, look, they've never struggled. So, uh, right. Yeah. And you can have what we have. Yeah. yeah. Oh, wow. it's so uh. depressing. Yeah. So I guess I, I was like thinking about this last night and I was like, you know, there's no outright scam here. It's just gross. Yeah, yeah it's, it's gross. Yeah, it's,
0: gross. it's really gross. It's gross.
2: And also it's interesting because with any sales, you can tell, I don't know what they're thinking. They, all these people think that like, but they'll say it in a different way or they'll get it warm and fuzzy or they'll do it in a fun You know, take on it, but you can tell it when someone's selling you something. Yeah, it feels skeevy, and it's like if I want to buy something, I will buy it. I will sit by myself on my computer and order it to come to my door. (laughs) I don't need you to Facebook message Mm -hmm. me about it. Yeah, yeah, I agree.
3: (sighs) Well, this is utterly terrible, Ellen. Thank you so much.
2: (laughs) (laughs) But this
1: research is amazing and really fun. I I had a great time. (laughs) I spent I spent two dollars. To, uh, I spent two dollars to buy a new uh, subscription to Bloomberg News this month, so <gasps> I have to cancel that. Yes, cancel it. Do but that. that's where, but that's where you get all the information about the leveraged loan market. Oh. So, you know. Oh my god, she is so smart. That's the thing, guys. Too
2: cancel all your cancel all. Those yeah, cancel f- subscriptions. your subscriptions. Yes, do it. Get and, it, and then and buy Ellen's book.
1: Yeah. Yes, guys. With that money you saved. Say it again one more time, Ellen. It's uh, Cinderella and the Glass Ceiling and Other Feminist Fairy Tales, and we will post pictures. Of course. course.
2: This is so exciting. Thank you. Fucking great. Yeah. Thank you guys for having me.
3: This was really fun.
1: I'm a big fan. So she's a really excited to be here. Oh, we're fans.
2: And if you
3: guys have been Mm -hmm. in an MLM or been. Oh, my gosh. We definitely want to hear your stories because it's like the MLM stuff is so fascinating.
2: Whenever we do our listener episodes, there are so many people that have just been like accosted by MLMs like left and right. So tell us your sob stories. We want to know we're here for you. You can call us on our hot tip hotline at 347-509-9414 because you know I love a She ball. does. And you can always email us at mm-hmm. scamwapodcast at gmail.com. Go on our website
3: scamwapodcast.com and subscribe to our Patreon with like lots of hot 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 content. Thank you guys for listening and supporting us. If yes. you could Leave us a review slash Share. scam all your friends into listening.
2: We would love that. Yes. If you could try scamming other lovely people yes. into listening to our podcast, that would be great. This is your
3: <laughs> mission for this week is to
2: yeah, scam somebody. Yeah, your mission somebody. is like let's trick others into going like, hey, I like these girls. <laughs> right, 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 right. Thank you guys so much for listening. We love you. Um, We love your family. Yeah. <laughs> and we'll, we'll see you next week. <laughs> we'll see you next week. Bye. Bye.